0: To the Runner X podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X podcast, and hallelujah, we are at the 100th episode. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <he's> like cheers. <laughs> Yay! Clark goes wild um that's kind of a big deal for us because we started this you know last year and then we added in the tough love tuesdays uh because i just felt that people needed a little kick in the pants once a week (laughs) a little extra mindset shift (laughs) but um we're we're doing really well we're really enjoying this and if you guys are enjoying our podcast we hope to do 100 more and we hope you'll give us a five-star review i had originally wanted to kind of ask the audience for some questions we do get some great questions on our ask me anything um but i started thinking what is the what are the like top questions we get asked. And the biggest one that we answered I think in our second episode, but I wanted to take a look at it again is what's the best shoe, Valerie? What <laughs> shoe should I buy? People are always asking us what shoe. And we we don't have a shoe sponsor. Um and you you though you run a lot barefoot and you can explain why you do. You you're not a barefoot runner. no now. Okay. So, talk about shoes for a second.
1: Okay. So, Shoes, first of all, should be very comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Like you need to put that shoe on and you still feel like you're in your foot. Yeah. Instead of feeling like the shoe is, you know, supporting like- supporting
0: or stabilizing well, your or cushioning. making
1: me stand different. Yeah. You want to stand yeah. barefoot. Oh, that's you know, a good one. You should one. be able to. You should be able to stand the same in your shoe. Okay. The shoe should also be very flexible. That's right. It's important. So if the shoe's really, really stiff, unless it's a track spike, it's, uh, <laughs> for endurance runners, we need flexibility. Because we need our ankles and our foot to be able to move in its full range of motion. So I do wear minimalist shoes. I'm not a barefoot runner, and I don't wear barefoot shoes. Here's the thing. I was doing, like, when I used to train for marathons, I didn't run barefoot. Right. Right? But I do drills barefoot, and I'll go barefoot in the grass, and I'll do... Because I'm a barefoot person.
0: Right. Explain that for a second, because I don't know if a lot of people realize, and you've talked about this once or twice, about your feet. Yeah. So
1: my feet are very messed up. I had botched surgery as a child. I have nerve damage. I have two broken um, bones in my toes. They they took my bones out, actually. So I have no support in part of my both part of my feet. And I was told at age nine, I think I was nine or ten, you'll never play sports. You won't run. Yeah. See, I want high, people to realize can't wear that. wear high heels. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people realize that so when I, they see you know, your feet and in, in some of the exercises you do, that they're not they're just snocky. Right.
1: Um, my feet are not comfortable in shoes. Right. Right.
0: But, but so I want people to understand that those that are struggling with plantar fasciitis, bunions, yeah. um, you know, I just, all. I stand <laughs> on my feet too much yeah. that yeah. when you're talking about Foot strength and foot pain, you're not coming from a place of somebody that has these perfect little toes. Correct. You're coming from a person. I mean, I just I, right. that's part of why I started this podcast is I want people to understand, she's coming from a person that was told at nine or ten that she would never run. Or and then you of course you wound up pick a step aerobics, you're like super <laughs> They like, didn't say I can do step aerobics. Yeah, yeah. So she did step aerobics. But she's not coming from a place and she still has pain today, mm-hmm. guys. She. And not not a day goes by, right, that you don't have to exercise your feet or stretch your toes. Oh, yeah. I have
1: nerve damage in both feet. Like I said, it was a terrible surgery. Um, And so people cut, which is probably, by the way, why I got so into this. Yeah. And just so you know, like everybody else, when you don't know, you don't know. Right. Right? So, like, for example, we're making fun of step aerobics. I started out as a high-impact aerobics instructor because, again, that's my life. And so then I was told then you have to wear if you're gonna teach high impact aerobics you have to wear shoes with ankle support yeah. this is what they told us yeah so here we went
0: out the rebox yeah
1: so here we went out and bought shoes with ankle support to right. teach aerobics it makes zero sense now and i can laugh about it but at the time yeah so i was telling everyone that took my classes guys we have to wear shoes with ankle support yeah well, it makes no sense <laughs> but that's what i did then and then what's funny is when i first started running We had a running shoe store in Austin, one store. So I went to it, and I said to the guy, "Okay, I teach aerobics, but I also want to start running. And I used to run to go teach my aerobics classes. So my thought was, I'll run in my running shoes, right? Then teach aerobics in my aerobic shoes, right? This now it seems so silly, but at the time, so I said to the guy, I want to wear running shoes to go teach my aerobics. And the guy said to me, I kid you not, we don't sell shoes to people to we don't sell those kinds of shoes." There's not a, you cannot run and teach aerobics in the same shoe. Like, either you have to buy two shoes, and honestly, and he was like, honestly, I don't think there's a way to put that together. And I'm, a, and again, at the time, I was in college, didn't have a lot of money, so like, eh, okay. So I just kept wearing, and by the way, I'd already been doing this. I'd already been running, teaching yeah. the aerobics class, and running home. Right. So I knew it was physically important. I just didn't want to have my ankle support on while I was running. Running, Right. <laughs> So anyway, long story short, I went to this regular shoe store, and I bought a pair of shoes that had no ankle support, and I just started wearing them for both. I would run in them, I would teach aerobics in them, I'd go to school in them, and
0: I realized, if my foot is comfortable, I'm comfortable. Well, that's a good question, because that's something that when I started, you know, I started running at 45, well, 40, um, but ran my first marathon at 45, and that was something that I remember... Um, You got your pair of shoes, and you could wear them a little bit around the house to break them in, but you only wore them running because, you know, you only have 500 miles on those suckers, (laughs) and that's if you're lucky. So you didn't want to use those miles to walk around the office. And it was things, I was told, like, you didn't want to use them to walk around the office. You didn't want to set a new, like... It was almost like you would break them in if you were just walking in them. Mm-hmm. Like you needed, it, we're still told this today. I know that there are people out there, like if I went to a running shoe store today, they would probably tell me if I bought a pair of running shoes, whatever running shoes I would buy, that I shouldn't wear them normally. Like I shouldn't wear them around. But that's not correct. Like my shoes that I have on right now that I run in, I wear these all the time. They're very, they're, they're very small. Uh, there's no there's zero drop but they're not very thick but they're comfortable i have a great toe box and stuff like that yeah they're expensive maybe it's the really expensive and maybe it's because if you spend 300 on a pair of shoes you really don't I want to wear them to work no i things. didn't spend 300 on these absolutely not but i'm just saying that maybe that's part of the process that you think if i'm going to spend 300 on a pair of shoes
1: well i think about it right now right there's a magic shoe yeah okay there's that the alpha fly or whatever you want to call it the big nike Boy, that's a big shoe. Yeah. And then what just happened? They just made it illegal to make the shoes that they're making right now. They all now have to comply and bring it back down. Okay. Because the technology got crazy. So what started to happen is they started adding, it wasn't even just foam. They're adding foam, then they added carbon. Right. So they started making the shoes so that when you touch the ground, it would give you an extra spring off. Okay. All right. So now we've got world records breaking every marathon, every track and field event. So actually, the World Federation came in and said, you know what? You can't have those shoes. We can't. Yeah. You can have them, but there's going to be a limit. And this is okay. for all the shoe manufacturers. And my point is, and even the elites would say it, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a place and a time for technology, for shoe technology. Right. If you're trying to win the Olympics, that could argue that. Yeah. Right. But the reality is, for most of us as a recreational runner, it's not the shoe itself. So if yeah. you find a shoe that you're very comfortable in, don't you think you could be more likely to get out and move in it? Yeah. You know, that's important. And and realize shoes themselves for us are to protect our feet from the elements. Right. Protect your feet from the ground, or if there's a, you don't want to be running. So I don't tell, advocate barefoot running because if you're out barefoot, your your brain is not comfortable. Right. Because it knows there could be a rock. You know, there's there's you're always there could be there's hesitation in your movement when you're
0: barefoot. Exactly.
1: As there should be so then when you have your shoes on you have a much more you have more freedom to just free fall and let go because mm-hmm. you know your feet are protected and that's really important the uh, the damage that cushioning caused we know now there was just so much cushioning that went on in the shoes it really made people um, l- they had less of a, a connection, connection and to relationship the to the ground Right. So, they're more likely to heal strike. They're more likely to, because your brain wants to feel the ground, yeah. guys. Right? So that's what you need to understand. So, if it cannot sense where it is, it's trying to find it. Yeah. So, actually, they found it looks
0: for the ground. Yeah, basically. so they
1: found yeah. in studies that people that were wearing more cushion were actually hitting the ground harder. Okay. Which is then why they put in the carbon plate,
0: because they're like, well, if you hit the carbon side, maybe. Yeah, you'll, then you spring off. Yeah. <laughs> logic of it nobody's trying to nobody's trying to hurt, I don't believe I don't believe that the shoe manufacturers are out to hurt you their their thought was of course their thought was well if 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 the impact of the ground is what's causing pain let's cushion you right sure and not realizing that they were disconnecting you from from but feeling also, the ground. right
1: but t- something to keep in mind this is for everybody we, you know, again, we're not sponsored by anybody. I also try to tell people, please, please, please do not just go buy a barefoot shoe. Right. And, and if you do buy it, then that's when I would say, wear it around. I would say, if you want to buy a barefoot shoe... Then use that as errands, walking around. Get your feet really comfortable being barefoot or close to. Right. Because if you've been wearing a very thick cushioned shoe, or you've been running like like I said, with looking for the ground rather than pulling, maybe you haven't developed enough muscle elasticity. Well, I've seen a lot of people just go right out and buy a barefoot shoe and then they hurt themselves because it's like anything else. If I don't have the understanding of movement, then I'm not gonna move correctly in that shoe.
0: What about stability? Um, one of the conversations we had before, and I didn't have a recording at the time, so we're going to talk about it again, is this idea of, oh, you pronate, oh, you supinate, oh, you're, you're hitting the ground and your ankle is bending. Isn't it supposed to do that in some way? is it supposed to absorb impact?
1: Well, the idea is, like, you, in the air, this is important, when, when, you pull, when your foot's on the ground, your whole foot's on the ground, right? And then you pull your foot up from the ground. So when the foot is in flight, it can do whatever it wants. Gravity has a great ability to take the foot. And like I said, the hamstring finishes the pull. Gravity puts the foot back on the ground. In flight, your ankles are relaxed. So in flight, there can be supination, pronation. Not on purpose. It's just happening. Right. The faster someone runs, or if you're running downhill, gravity is even a bigger component. And what appears to a lot of people... Um, as a even a heel it'll look like even a reach or a heel strike but the faster you run or if you're going downhill or the, your toes start to prepare the foot for landing so what a lot of people see is as um, a heel strike or pronate or supinate is actually a natural action of the ankle okay if the foot lands on the ground, pronator supinated, that's a problem. And that just means active landing. Right. Right. Because how should the foot touch down? The foot will always touch down, initial contact, ball of foot, then rest and then rest of the foot. Do people have errors? Sure. Yeah. But to understand that if you literally do nothing with the landing aspect, if you just pull the foot, your lifted foot will land
0: as it should. As it should. Okay. So if I if I do uh, watch myself run or whatever. And I see maybe my ankle comes in a little bit or comes out a little bit. That's more of a strength of my ankle. That's more of just mobility, mobility and mo- or, it, yeah. right. That's not, that's not necessarily something that I need my shoe to fix is what I'm trying to say.
1: Right. And it's all right. Exactly. And and the challenge too is, and I, and people got stuck on this for a long time. There was a lot of like people, they're still stuck on foot strike.
0: Yeah. Foot strike and, and ankle so stability. Until, and, until you yeah.
1: let go of foot strike. Then the conversation is hard to have because yeah. all of the shoes guys are designed for striking, right? And they talk about it, and it just becomes—it becomes,
0: like, it becomes I wanna, about landing. I it becomes about sh- impact. Yeah,
1: I want to see a shoe that says quick pull response.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, know? that maybe what Nike was trying to do with the carbon, right? I mean, at least they had the idea. I want right. to, I want to, I want to spring you. Right. In an upward m- motion. But I,
1: but I do want everyone to know that we get, like I said, we have runners come in with their hokas. We have runners come in with the, you know, with the big cushion shoes. We don't care. Right. We, we so, want you to, to understand that we're going to help you with your movement. Right. We just want to make sure you understand that the shoe itself is for you to feel comfortable to do your running. Okay. Rather than thinking, this is the shoe to get.
0: Right. So find a shoe that you're comfortable in. Find okay. a shoe that you can... Um, be doing anything in, whether it's walking around for work, it's not going to be sore, it's not going to pinch you, you're not going to get blisters, right? Right. You should be
1: able to spread Spread your toes toes out and
0: and wiggle your toes, okay. Then learn the correct movement, Mm -hmm. right? And then we want something that's going to protect us. But if I've been if I've been wearing hokas for the last five years, and I'm using hokas as an example, I can also say New Balance. I can say uh, Brooke Beast. Brooke, right? You know, but yeah. There's any there's any, so yeah. many. If I were I was wearing when I met you, I think I was wearing the Brooks. Uh, not the endurance, the big one. It was. It was not the. Wasn't the sleek, sleek, gravity. The cadence was what I ran in. But I spent my days in in an endure a th- very thick endurance shoe. And um, ironically, guys, I met Valerie. We were we were training um, together. We were starting the the our our runner X together. And um, I would stand and watch her and talk with her, and then I would get in the car and my back would kill me. Right. And I remember one day we were talking about shoes and we were talking about um, basically that my, without, she didn't say it about my shoe, but I realized that my shoe was really thick and it was forcing me onto my toes. It was literally keeping my heel up. So as I stood there for an hour, like we do on these podcasts, talking to her about running, I was literally standing on my toes. And so when I took off the shoe, and stopped using those shoes and went to this now flat shoe, zero, zero drop. It's like, it's basically like I'm barely on a piece of, of whatever when I, when I talk. My back stopped hurting. Right. And it was amazing to me. And that's when I started going, ow. Oh. <laughs> so I want you guys to realize that if you're not, if you're, if you're wearing the shoes every day, you should be able to see things like that. Like, right. does it hurt me to stand for 20 minutes at my desk um, in these shoes? Right. You know, right. and, and not that I'm opposed to high heels, but if I'm wearing high heels and then I go out and run and I get plantar fasciitis, don't go back into your high heels, please right. stop. <laughs> you know, Or even like throughout the day, work on your, you know, do some good yeah. stuff. Like I, um,
1: I bought my husband once a foot roller yes, and I, I, he took it to work. And it was so funny, because in the beginning, when he first got it, he was like, thanks. But he always has plantar fasciitis, he has all kinds of foot issues. So anyway, he starts rolling his foot at work, and then all of a sudden his coworkers are like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, no, my wife, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I'm telling you, people started borrowing that roller, and the next thing he knows, it's like never at his desk. You know what I mean? So I said, we should get, you know, so I tell people don't understand how, how simple it is to really work on the feet, a simple roll or some stretching. But you're right, if you keep your foot, you know, in a high heel and you're you shorten your Achilles all day long and then yeah. you're like take your shoes off and think, I'm gonna go running and all of a sudden your Achilles are like, ah Yeah. I mean it is a lot of stress. So just keep in mind now we're not again, just like Caroline said, we're never gonna tell you don't wear this or don't do that. We wanna tell you that if you're doing that, or here's a way to be able to do that and right. still enjoy your running and still enjoy everything yeah.
0: you do. So to wrap it up, I just wanna throw this out there that I think is so amazing. When you look at history and i think back to you know what is it early uh west uh eastern civilization right they had they, they you take your shoes off when you come into an uh a, a house in in china right you you don't wear shoes in the house they um they believe in reflexology right the whole idea of a foot massage if you've ever gotten a really good foot massage at your with your with your pedicure I think that we discount how much pressure and support and work we put into our feet. And I think we, we believe, oh, if we cushion you, right? If we stabilize you, if we put you in this little box where, where you can't move, you're gonna be happier. No, let's, let's take us back to evolution and what the, shoot, what the foot is meant to do. Let the toes spread out, let yourself um, move those feet. If, if you're feeling back pain, this is another one I just kind of want to reiterate. If you're feeling back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, start at your feet. Work those toes. Work those feet. Let them, um, give them a little bit of rest and relaxation. And, and it's not going to be about the shoe. I guarantee it. It's going to be about the foot. And you're going to be a better runner. So thanks for joining us for our 100th episode. If you want, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review. Um, so that more people can hear about the RunnerX and the mental side of running. Thank you for joining us on the RunnerX podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.